begin after eight taps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He was slinging pawns at a B&B when he had an epiphany. And make a part in about time too about not playing the ND. It was free for all and I heard him say he bought my borderlands. But just sit back and let Spencer do his trick cause you're incapable A-A-M's. So, hi, my name's Free For All, Spencer, if you like. This is Keep Off The Borderlands. I am feeling pretty lousy at the moment. My wife and daughter have gone out for something to eat. I'm in a warm hotel room wearing fingerless gloves, curled up on the bed, shivering. Um, there are people sleeping rough on the streets of Edinburgh tonight, and it is not good out there. And I'm here in a hotel room, feeling extremely pathetic. Um, what you're about to hear are some bits that I recorded at different points throughout my journey and um, I'm basically just answering a few calls. Yeah, let's get on with it, shall we? And I also want to warn you that uh, some of the audio in this is pretty poor because it seems that I was inadvertently recording through the microphone on my earbuds, which seems to have been brushing on the clothes I was wearing at the time. A little bit off-putting, but I'm, uh, I've done what I can to reduce that. And um, rather than re-record any of it, I just wanted to get it out there before it was all completely irrelevant. So there you go. It sounds like a real treat, doesn't it? <laughs> Have fun. Hey there, I just thought I'd take this opportunity to record a message while I'm ignoring my own advice, sitting in the borderlands, uh, in the historic city of Carlisle, in a car outside Sainsbury's. Yes, uh, Carlisle is situated on the western end of Hadrian's Wall and um, fascinating museum that I was wandering around yesterday uh, learning all about the reavers and the wardens 
struck me as a very interesting setting for an RPG about how uh, people who farmed the land here during the summer months would then become ruthless rogues and raiders. Oh, that must be one now. Uh, during the harsher winter months would turn their hands to raiding and uh, thievery uh, to survive prime RPG material. Whether that being a band of reavers or the Waldens policing those borders. Uh, what's interesting about Hadrian's Wall and uh, what, I, what I didn't realise is that the Romans did actually manage to move further up the country to a spot a hundred or so miles north called uh, the Antonine Wall. Although they were unable to hold that position, they were then forced back to Hadrian's Wall by the Scots and... Uh, pretty much resigned themselves to stay in there, having decided that conquering the whole of Britain was more trouble than it was worth. And uh, yes, I'm not too far from Penrith as well, which is uh, featured, I say featured, in With Nail and I, which was recently watched by a few of the anchorites. It's set in Penrith, but it's not actually filmed in Penrith so uh, yeah if you ever head there hoping to find filming locations I'll have to look up where it was actually filmed but uh, yes not actually in Penrith and yes what I was saying about Withnell and I filming locations many of those were in Cumbria but not actually in Penrith itself uh, some are actually filmed in Buckinghamshire like the, I think the pub and the, the tea room. Uh, yes, so you won't find any of those locations in Penrith, unfortunately. Not that I bothered looking. <laughs> I already knew as much. here just wanted to call in and say how much I enjoyed your last podcast with uh, Jason stalking you um, them sort of little excerpts and little bits of fun that you put in your podcast is what's best for me for yours um, I really look forward to those little clips and those little uh, funny quirky things you do in your podcast uh, keep up the good work and uh, on a Halloween note congratulations on winning Jason's Halloween competition Keep up the good work. Cheers. Thank you, Arfed. Um, yeah, I'd completely forgotten about winning Jason's competition. And I promised Jason I'll let you know exactly what that money will go towards. And, um, you know, me being me, I'll try and get as much as I can for my money. <laughs> uh, um, yes, um, as you probably 
already been told, I'm, I'm feeling pretty lousy. I'll fed, uh, I hope that there might be a little bit of humour to be squeezed out of that. But, um, yeah, I'm re I really appreciate the calling. And uh, I appreciate the fact that you appreciate my uh, tomfoolery, shall we say. Anyway, who's next? <laughs> hey, Spencer. I'm working through your RPG a day episodes. Paranoia, that's a game I've never had. I've read about it, never owned it. I do think comedy, a strict comedy game meant to be a comedy game is hard to do. Comedy as it develops from players messing around, you know, is kind of easy. But a game that's, you know, built to be a comedy game can be hard to do. I'm trying to think what else you talked about during your episode. The um, Obscure Adventures is pretty obscure. obscure. I've never heard of it before, but I'll check it out. Into the Odd Hacks. I didn't know there were a bunch of hacks to Into the Odd. I'm not even sure I own Into the Odd. I need to check that out. I need to look at all those hacks. Tell me more. So that was Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Just beginning listening to my RPG a day month episodes. Now, I did skip a call there that you made uh, regarding a car accident your son was in. And I'm glad to hear that it wasn't anything serious. I hope the car wasn't too busted up, but um, uh, yeah, I must have missed that when I listened to the messages previously. Probably should have responded at the time just to uh, check in and make sure all was okay, but it sounds like uh, it was nothing too serious. Just kind of fender bender thing. But uh, you mentioned paranoia, and I totally get what you're saying about games that are meant to be comedic. I think what paranoia did very successfully is create a system completely geared towards the players screwing with each other. You know, everyone's got their own ulterior motives for being on the mission. They're all driven by self-interest. They're encouraged to screw over the other players, but they're also encouraged to do it in a way that isn't so obvious to the GM who's playing the role of the computer who's running the whole show. Uh, so there's this kind of this dichotomy. You've got to do the computer's bidding and um, kind of undermine the other characters without making it too obvious to everyone. You're, you're obviously also rewarded for your, uh, you know, the tasks that are required of you from the secret faction that you're a member of. And uh, yeah, it's just this kind of kafka-esque nightmare of kind of contradictory things that are being required of you and the other players on the surface appearing to be working as a team whilst you know at the same time undermining each other and hoping to come out on top so you know i hope you can see there's a lot of potential there for comedy but as Colin pointed out, you've got to be with the right group of people. There's got to be trust amongst you as players and everyone needs to be aware of the nature of the game that they're playing. 
and you are gonna be you are gonna be screwed over. But yeah, it's a very, very interesting game that really captured my imagination when I first discovered it. I think that was when the yeah, when the first edition came out. I it immediately clicked with me. Already being a big fan of Brazil, another Gilliam film, just a real touchstone as a movie for me. It's just a really, really important movie for me. And Paranoia kind of played into that. Uh, but, you know, as I say in the original episode, uh, never actually got around to running the thing because it's quite a difficult thing to pull off. Certainly not recommended for a first-time GM, which I would have been. Just the, the general lack of confidence at that age meant that I wasn't really up for running games. But we'll see what can be done about that. So, there you go. Thanks for your call, Jason. Oh, and really surprised me that you don't own Into the Odd. The rules could easily fit on um sheet of A4 or whatever. <laughs> whatever you guys call it. <laughs> uh, the rule book itself is very much taken up by character backgrounds. Very much the same way Troika's set up. There's a huge variety of characters. Somewhat reminiscent of Warhammer professions. And, and in fact, the new iteration of Into the Odds, which is Electric Bastion Land, which I am chomping out the bit to back their Kickstarter when it finally comes out on the 11th of November. They are actually referred to as failed careers, those backgrounds. Extremely rules light. Three stats, roll under. And um, yeah, as for the hacks, I mean, well, firstly, Maze Rats itself started life as an Into the Odd hack. Death is the New Pink, which is like a post-apocalyptic Mad Max setting by Mike Evans, who I'm a huge fan of anyway. That's one I picked up as soon as that came out. Um, there's Doomhammer, which is a Warhammer hack. There's actually there's a paranoia version of it called Into Alpha Complex. Into the Dread, which is a Judge Dread one. Into the Dungeon, which is a more of a straight-up fantasy setting. Uh, because um, Into the Odd itself, the base game, is very much a kind of industrial revolution setting with a lot of weird magic thrown in. You're into the jungle, which is like a fantasy Vietnam setting where a series of tunnels are uncovered that actually lead into like a fantasy realm. Into the stars, Star Wars hack. Into the wasteland, which is a, a fallout hack. Yeah, and I could go on. There's pr it's practically a hack for almost anything you can think of. But yeah, well, there you go. I've almost done a complete episode with one answer there. I better up my game if I've got any chance of getting through these. Okay, Spencer, Jason, Nerds RPG, Variety Cast. Just a couple other ideas. Um, well, I had ideas and now I lost them. Ha! Huh. 
Did Evil Jess play by post Paranoia game ever happen? Is it scheduled to happen? I'd buy Paranoia to play in that. Um, oh, okay, space. How to make space claustrophobic. So, my thoughts, and, and these are just spitballs here, but turn the lights down some. I know that's hard with some people's eyesight. Put the chairs closer together so the players are closer together than they normally are, so it's more cramped feeling. You talk in a low tone, the GM talks in lower tones, and then occasionally raises her voice. Um, and then maybe you could try some kind of mood music, you know, I don't know. But I, I think, yeah, I, I think that's probably the best you're going to do. And all that's really going to work in person. I'm not sure how well any of that would work online. I just thought I'd play in that clip of your suggestions for creating a claustrophobic feel because I thought they were great suggestions. They don't really apply to me because I'm going to be doing most of my playing online. But, uh, yeah, really good tips all the same. So I wanted to put those out there. So thanks very much, Jason. And, yeah, you're going to be providing my content for quite some time to come, I'd imagine. And I'm extremely grateful for that. So that's it. Thank you for all your messages. I really do appreciate them. This is Free For All, signing off. Uh, the music by TJ Drennan. There's a link in the description to his Patreon. You can leave a message for me for the anchor link, or you can always email me at spencer.freeforall at gmail.com and I can't remember what I'm supposed to remember <laughs> bye bye now Hey everyone, I'm back home now, feeling much better, but I've come home to find a few parcels for me, which is always great when you've been away, and um, well, I thought I'd uh, add in a little bonus unboxing, I've got an idea what a couple of these bits are, but there's um, at least one or two that I've completely forgotten about. Anyway, let's give this a go, shall we? First of all, I've got a very firmly sealed, well, cardboard package. The book inside, it's from the Melsonian Arts Council, so no prizes for guessing what that is. Yeah, I've been... Uh, been waiting for this one for a while. Uh, like for anybody not in the know, I'll leave it until I've actually got the thing open. There 
announcing what it is. Oh, oh, look at that. Nice black book there with the iconic spade stuck into a pile of earth on the front. This is best left buried. And um, yeah, I was really taken by these rules as something of a expansion on maze rats with a slightly darker twist um, emphasis on horror and uh, yeah nice little book there nice little book from soul muppet and um, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy reading that right what else have we got here now I'm gonna go for the the big one which I've been waiting some time for I believe I know what this is oh, let's get my box cutter this is a uh, much larger it's almost um, a3 the box I don't, I don't know whether it's quite a3 size um, and that won't mean anything to my American friends, but it's a big book. That's all you need to know. And it's going to be a bugger to open. Oh, yeah, bubble wrapped inside. Nice. One alien RPG core rule book. Oh, look at this. Now, I've seen some people have had issues with, you know, pages being stuck together and stuff. Seems to be the the way with freshly printed things. Uh, seem to be packaged up and sent out all too soon. But this looks absolutely fine. Oh, it's a thing of beauty. Look at that matte black finish. And the image with um, what looks like an alien queen. Uh, this is a nice looking book uh, see all it seems to be in order no apparent damage or faults or bent pages or anything looks lovely it's got that strange Freshly printed, it's a, probably the glue I can smell, I imagine. But um, yeah, lovely big book. What a beauty! Right, now let's look at this. I'm not sure what this is. Feels like a book. So a smaller package, around the same size as the uh, Best Left Buried book. I 
can get in here. Something I've ordered from Amazon and forgotten about. Oh, yes. Um, Beowulf Beast Slayer. An Ace Game Book by Jonathan Green. Now, Jonathan Green wrote, I believe he wrote a couple of the fighting fantasy books. And I saw this and I thought, you know what? I'm going to pick that up. Um, yeah, had some pretty good reviews. The perfect reworking of England's greatest epic. Regular programming will resume shortly.